Druid Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Welcome to Weird Norfolk and on today's episode we're talking about time slips and specifically a time slip at the village of Horning. Mm. I've got a warning on my notes. Firstly this table's a, warning a bit creaky. About Horning. A warning. <laughs> this table's a bit creaky so it, it was, might get creaks. Is it the table though? Um, also uh, my notes are a little bit like a stream of consciousness are they? yeah on this wow, so i don't really know like amazing how this is well, going to go well i've managed to bring notes that don't include the story so <laughs> that's our time slip yours is that yours doesn't make any sense <laughs> no. and i have gone back in time and taken away the pages that were useful so enjoy everyone i'm yeah. sure this Hooray. is going to be a fun one yeah here we go <laughs> so the story goes um it said that every five years the village of horning slips back in time and one family experienced the phenomena firsthand. Phenomena? Phenomena. Phenomena. I've just Disney plug. Just watched the uh, the Haunted Mansion Muppets edition three. So t- I say just watched it. I've watched it three times. So good. It is really good, Amazing. isn't it? Yes. It's like this song them. about the funeral, and they mention Memento Mori in it. They, and that is my Christmas as well. So, I have to watch the Muppets anyway. Carry on. Anyway. Phenomenon. The. <laughs> The Margolis family were walking around the beautiful Norfolk village of Horning in the summer of 1978, although it could possibly be 1979, we're not sure, (laughs) taking in the riverside views at one of the gems in the Norfolk Broad's crown. Mr and Mrs Margolis and their 11-year-old son were suddenly overcome with uneasiness. The village had suddenly fallen entirely silent and... As they walked, the trio began to feel increasingly dizzy. Realising quickly that something was very wrong, they began to feel not only disorientated, but very frightened. The landscape had started to melt away like a big heat haze, and the houses that they had looked at seconds earlier turned before their eyes into ancient cottages. In amazement, they watched as the modern road transformed into little more than a muddy track and the cars into carts. A thin man wearing brown, wearing brown appeared walking alongside a battered cart drawn by a large horse. He didn't so much as glance at the family. Then, as suddenly as they had moved from one time to another, they heard modern-day noises, cars, voices, the thrum of life with electricity. As, they quickly, as quickly as it had appeared, the past had evaporated. This is a great one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a great one. Um, when we were doing research for this, one of the references was um, a book by Nick Redfern, um, which is called Cover-Ups and Secrets, The Complete Guide to Government Conspiracies, Manipulations and Deceptions. And he quotes an interview which was given by Mrs. Margolis in 1997, which was after the death of her husband. I don't know if he actually interviewed her himself or whether she'd had an interview with... I you thought know? it was an interview with The National. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm fairly sure she she was interviewed by a national newspaper. Yeah, and she gives in that interview she gives a little bit more insight into what actually happened on the day. Um she said that she appeared to have emerged from 
this trance-like state um, faster than her husband and her son. And they seem to be out of it and distracted as if they were underwater, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to say it, but I kind of feel that Suffolk's case of this is a bit sexier than ours. I'm not taking away from Horning. But um, we did for Weird Suffolk, that story about Kersey. Mm -hmm. Have you got that? Did you want to share that? I've got some of that, yeah. yeah. That is an incredible story, isn't yeah, it? I mean, it not, is not, we will come back to Horning, but it's just, we have quite a few of these, don't we? Yes, we do. In, and I'm sure people would make many jokes about the fact that Norfolk is a time kind of time slip in itself. But um, in the East, there's a there's there's quite a few of these tales. Yeah, it's aren't very, there? It's, it's it's like it's a, weird. It is weird. It's weird. Norfolk strike Suffolk. <laughs> um, so the Suffolk case was in 1957. This one is properly kind of freaky, isn't it? It's 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 quite <clears throat> unnerving. It is, and, and I can't believe it's not been made into a film. Yeah, it would make a brilliant. It'd make film. an amazing film. Maybe with Muppets, who knows. <laughs> um, in 1957, three 15-year-olds were taking part in an orienteering exercise in the good old days when you did that kind of thing and you were allowed to go off alone. They walked into Kersey in Suffolk and apparently into a completely different period of time. So they kind of, they saw, I think they saw the smoke coming from the village. They made their way into the village, but when they got there, the houses they were expecting to see, kind of modern houses, had been replaced by timber-framed buildings and they couldn't hear anything at all. So to the point where there were ducks in the pond splashing and they made no noise, mm. there was nothing. Um, when they walked past the shops, so, so say like a butcher's shop, it was filled with rotting green meat and cobwebs and the houses were totally bare. It was almost like it had been abandoned in a hurry. Um, they felt petrified, they felt sick. It's a story they went back to time and time again to tell. Um, they finally kind of found their way out and just ran and got mm -hmm. away. Um, one of the boys in 1990 said it was a ghost village, so to speak. It was almost as if we'd walked back in time. I experienced an overwhelming feeling of sadness and depression in Kersey, but also a feeling of unfriendliness and unseen watchers, which sent shivers up one's back. I wonder if we'd knocked at a door to ask a question... Who might have answered it? Come on. Yeah, it's really interesting because that one is actually very creepy, whereas the Horning one does feel more just like there were people going around there like every a day. In time. Yeah, a time ripple. Whereas this one, there's just something unnerving about it being abandoned. The, 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 yeah, abandoned and things green with age and covered in cobwebs. It feels a bit more like something had happened there mm. whereas with the yeah horning and the other example i was going to name for norfolk was the shop in great yarmouth where yes. guy went to buy some little bags for his stamps mr squirrel yeah <laughs> and and he um he was served by what he thought was like a victorian day or something it was mm. a woman dressed all in victorian clothes and then mm. when he went back the next day the shop had vanished mm. um so again that was more for something more envelopes for more he went for, how did he use that many in Who like knows? Hey, one day or well, maybe there was such a bargain he was like i've got to get more <laughs> you know how it is <laughs> but yeah these the, the norfolky ones seem to be just a look through a little time window whereas the cursey one i don't know that one feels like something very there's different. the rough and mirage as well isn't yes, there yes that's a good story isn't yeah. it? yeah tell us a bit about that one if i can remember much about it it's basically in well is it rougham or rowham i always thought it was rowham 
You say rough for my sake, Rowan. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I'm going to go with Rowan because okay. I think it sounds nicer. Um, it's basically a house that appears out of nowhere in the middle of a field and then disappears As again. As and when it pleases, yeah. basically, doesn't it? First spotted 1860. Yeah, and it's been pretty regular, I think, yeah. since then. And there's yeah. a, it's a, the Rowan Triangle, mm. which is a whole phenomena. We should really talk about it, but it is Suffolk. It is Suffolk. Another day, perhaps. But yeah, yeah that's but, another... Of, but of... that's a very interesting one. And I do have a friend who also, she experienced something, and I can never remember whether it was in Cromer or Sheringham, and she'd got off the train, and she had this, like, basically a time slip when she, people were dressed in Victorian, and then went back to normal. God, and it's like, so... how, like, you know, very strange, very, very strange. Um... I found another one that we haven't done, um, but that was in a national newspaper again, in, in, a, in a bigger piece that, wasn't, that was about time slips or about unexplained things. And it was, I don't want to say which newspaper it was actually, it's that one. Okay. Um, and um, journalist Flick Everett, who I believe used to write for Smash Hits or something, because okay. her name really rings a bell. Maybe Jackie. Um, she wrote about her partner, Andy, who stayed in Norfolk in 1977 when he was five and his sister was seven. And he said, we were staying with my great aunt in an old Norfolk house that dated back to the 1600s. We woke very early and went into the living room where we saw the fire lit and an old woman in a long dress and cap using a spinning wheel. She looked up but didn't say anything. I love this bit. Thinking she'd make their breakfast, sexist, um, the children walked into the kitchen, but it was dark. When they went back to ask her, she'd vanished. The fireplace was cold, he says. And when we told the adults later, they said the home help hadn't arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, despite his lack of belief in supernatural nonsense, as he calls it, the experience of feeling like the peasant and past and present had collided has stayed with him. Now he accepts he may have lived through a time slip, a paranormal occurrence where it's suddenly possible to see the same spot but from many years ago. So, another one in Norfolk. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. I did attend like a seminar about time slips or like a, an online talk, um, and they seem to be quite prevalent. Is that the right word? Prevalent mm. in like Liverpool and Merseyside sort of area. Yeah, Bowl well. Street. Because when I, I was yeah. about to say it, that's next on my list. Because yeah. when I lived in Liverpool, because I went to university in Liverpool. And it kind of only came back to me when I was re-looking into it, but there's a street called Bold Street. And I remember people saying things like, don't get too drunk tonight, because if, if you go home via Bold Street, you don't just kind of get lost. You get lost in, into and a different And that was, that was actual thing and that was like would a thing. And people would go, ha, ha, ha. And there were absolutely loads of, of stories about people who'd be walking on Bold Street and suddenly find themselves yeah. in completely different eras. And... Yeah, so Liverpool is another place. So I'm blessed with having lived in two places that are filled mm. with time slips. I wonder if there are other examples. I mean, I did find some of... I obviously went on the paranormal database yeah. to see, and Disney. there are a few. Mm. Although, where's my list of things? Yeah, no, we, uh, have, we have got some, haven't we? But I think mainly the big ones are, are these... There was there was a time slip about Haddon Hall in Derbyshire, which was written about which was written about by Joan Foreman, who wrote mm -hmm. Haunted East Anglia, yes. wasn't there? Yeah. So kind of one of the experts on um, on kind of time slips wrote a book all about East Anglia and their time slips. But it's it's interesting because that business of haunting 
going back in time every five years, it should be this year, shouldn't it? Well, obviously that depends on whether it's 78 or, or 79. So Either this year or next yeah. year. So, yeah. Mm. It's um, that this, this time slip experience by the Margulies, Margulies, mm, um, may happen every five years. So, although I have to say, it's not something, I mean, what do you do? Hang around And five years isn't that long. So, you would have thought we would have heard about another... He's haunting the place with the Hell Pond nearby. Um, Do you remember that it's also got a, a kind of the where the lantern men were seen around there as well? I'm sure it is. I'm not sure. Those actually. bits of the board. Do you remember Hell's Dyke or something it was yeah, called? I can't think. Jacob's Hole, something like that. <laughs> and uh, and they, that was where the, a lantern man was seen along mm. in the same area. But it's. Uh, I guess they could be connected. Yeah. Did you, one of the things I find interesting about these is that. No one seems to be, like, excited about no. it. Everyone seems to have... All of the people who said that it's happened to them have more experienced, like, a feeling of fear. Whereas I or feel unease. like... Or unease. Or I think I'd be like, oh, my God. What, even in Kersey? But, yeah, it's like the being able to The Mirage, see. definitely. Because that doesn't seem to affect people. Mm. Rough and round. That doesn't seem to affect people. It's kind of... Um, Literally, you're driving around the corner, aren't you? And there's and, a house. And, and it's pretty much... I don't even think people question it if they don't know the area, yeah. do they? So no. it's like, oh, what's that big house called? Well, what a big house? Yeah, because we did some research for that piece and there was actually a structure on the site. Yeah. Like, you can see on the old maps that there was actually a structure there. So yeah. it does make sense that there is something there. That they might see something. But yeah, that's not... But it'd be pretty... I think it would be pretty cool. If we were sitting in this room now and then it was like Georgian times... It would be great. I think it would look love pretty that, much the same. You? Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I would. I'm not sure if I'd love it if suddenly everything kind of... If, if, it, it, was, I, if it was Kersey style and everything was like covered in cobwebs and really creepy, then no. If it was Horning yeah. style with just people going around I was, their daily I, business. I think I really love these because when I was... Well, two things, two reasons I love these times. It's one is one of my favourite books is A Traveller in Time by Alison Utley which is a time slip book, basically. So I read that when I was little. And it's about um, 20th century London teenager Penelope Penelope Taberna Cameron (laughs) is sent to stay with her aunt on a rural Derbyshire farm known as Thackers. And she starts having these kind of hallucinations about the house's former inhabitants. And she kind of walks through a corridor and goes back into the 1500s. And they're trying to rescue Mary, Queen of Scots. Okay. So obviously it doesn't end well, um, but you don't get to that bit. And um, and yeah, she kind of, sometimes she can be seen, sometimes she can't. So I think the first time she goes through, she can't be seen mm. at all. And it is very much like that people's business carrying on without you being part mm-hmm. of it, but you're there. You're like just observing. And then somehow she manages to get through the net and she's then part of it. Um, I reread it actually in lockdown. It was one of my. Um, I read that after I read little, the whole seven Little House on the Prairie books, <laughs> and it's that, and it's also Picnic on Hanging Rock, mm. which I watched when I was a kid, which mm. I don't think I should have because it absolutely. Was Tom's Midnight Garden a time slip one? I think it might have been. I mean, it is. It is right because he goes to, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, mm. I remember Pitney on Hanging Rock and being terrified and then watching the new one and thinking, that's not as funny. Yeah. yeah. But I just remember, yeah, thinking, 
you know, this kind of hazy other world that's going on all the time, but we mm. can't see it. Do you have any theories as to, like, why what it is? Hmm. Um, I suppose I know the theory or the kind of expert theory, if you can have an expert in... if. If you accept that you can have an expert in something that may or may not exist, um, is that the trigger is that when you're interested in your surroundings but not entirely concentrating on them, mm-hmm. which I don't really understand, because mm. if I'm interested in something, I'm probably yeah. concentrating on it, the slip happens. So it's almost like a bit like when you have those optical illusions where I just went to um, Houghton Hall where they've got an exhibition of light. Um, and there's, around the whole gardens, there are these poles with lights on them, and they're a bit like a magic eye. So if you look at them, they just look like a pole with a mm. light on it. If you move your head slightly or just turn, an image comes up. Oh, Very cool. That's clever. But loads of people couldn't do it because they were trying too hard. Oh, okay. So loads of people couldn't just I probably wouldn't it. be able to do it because I can never do magic eyes. Well, Richard did it straight away without even a twitch. Literally, he just walked straight up to it and went, that's a... And I was like, and it took me a bit of time to... Yeah. And it made me feel a bit sick because I had to kind of go... Eh, that move your head really fast side to side for me to make it work. But I kind of think that's, the, that's what they're getting at, that it's something that is just beyond our perception but not far. Mm-hmm. So... But why it would happen to say the the the, the family the Margulies in in Horning when and they're I say just... it happened to all of them, not just one of them, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, but didn't happen as much to her, mm. which is weird, isn't it? Yeah, unless she's. I wonder if it's like something to do with almost like hypnotism, yeah. and she might just not be so prone to that. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. What I mean, so my theory is. Parallel universes. Right. Which I love the idea of parallel universes because I watch too much sci-fi. Mm. <laughs> so this would be endless parallel universes. Yeah, so basically, we're on one line. It's a bit like in, have you watched, obviously I've read the books, but have you watched um, His Dark Materials? Yes. And you know at the beginning, yeah. in, the, in the titles, you can see all the parallel universes like stacked up on top. Mm. And it just goes on and on. I think that's like, I really like the idea so of that being... What does that mean we are seeing as we have, that often so things go back to a history that we are aware of? But parallel universes can be tiny, just minute differences. So does that mean butterfly effect, you could change things if you went in? To their parallel universe, but not yes. to yours. Right. Because it's not, the same, it's not on the same timeline. Okay. This is what I meant about my notes. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not. That's not on the same timeline. It's like below. So if you went to a different parallel universe and did a load of stuff, that would change everything on that parallel on that line. But you could then go back to your timeline and carry on as normal. I see. So, and you wouldn't know that it had changed. So therefore, the history we have written would remain the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and so then the the holes. Oh, uh, you know, these things that people are seeing through are actually kind of like slits. In time. Yeah, so not necessarily a, a slip, more of a slit. Which is why they happen again and again and again, because yeah. it's in the same place. Yeah, so that, that slit would be in that same place. Okay. So if you can find the exact spot. So you don't need special perception, you don't no, need No, you anything. would just have to basically be in the <clears throat> right place at the right mm, time. You don't even have to believe. No. 
you just have it to be just, there. Yeah, you just have to be there. And why does it not happen every time you're there? Because you might not just be in the right place. We don't know the exact place that they stood, okay. did we? Right. So, and the same with those boys. It's just, I do really think of it like his dark materials, and you can only view that like, from certain angles. Yeah, you can't just you can't walk just through. walk. You can't order it. Yeah, it has to be the exact right right yeah. place at the right time, and I just think that's that's a really interesting that's fairly mind-blowing but then also could it just be thin the layer between it is thin so that's why you would sometimes almost stumble into yeah stumbling into it but i i've heard that sort of parallel universe idea as explanations for like random disappearances that were never explained unusual people coming through like the green children yeah. Um, strange animals. Again, a Suffolk one, Doctor a Shug Who. monkey. That is pretty much Doctor Who. the whole premise. Um, you know, things that may have strayed from yeah. a parallel universe. Could be this. Yeah, that she's very close to our universe, but slightly different. Is that... Does that also mean that that could be where ghosts come Well, that's from? the next thing on my like thing. Is that an explanation for what we're seeing? When we're seeing a ghost, is, is it, just it actually... People Slip from a parallel through. universe, and you're yeah. kind of if it's so that's it. If it's more of a thinning rather than a, an actual physical slit to walk which through, which would which would explain why they don't really haunt specifically you. Mm. In other words, ghosts don't. Are normally your presence doesn't affect them, does it? No, they haven't come to frighten you. They haven't come to. They're not interacting with you in any They're way. They're not interacting with you. They're just replaying the same yeah. thing, aren't they? And the again, so place? so we're in the assembly house today. Um, if we if it was kind of a time a thinning of that parallel universe, and there happened to be an assembly house on that parallel universe, you would see that thinning and it going about. Because they're again they're in that parallel universe. The time could be not quite parallel with ours either. And this yes, so, I've got a note here that said that points out that of course this isn't just the past. Mm. That this can be the future. Yeah. And I've got the, the the example of the RAF pilot in 1935, who found himself on an airfield yet to be built, an aircraft that had yet to be even invented. Mm. That's it. So and if, came back if and those... drew all this and they found it or they, you know, his family were like, and then it, it came to be. Yeah. And it was not him that built the airfield. It's a really or... interesting concept though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, if those parallel, light, parallel universes aren't in sync with our time, you would possibly be looking into the past or the it's future. It's kind of almost saying a bit like a physical sewing, like the thinning... Mm. The, the veil yes, it's being like a, thin, but not yeah. between life and death, between, between worlds. different worlds. Yeah. So really? why are there not more? And why are those experiences so short? So you'd think if you went through, mm. that say in Horning, they go through, they find themselves there, they're not trying to get back because they don't know what's going on. No. They just probably feel almost like, I suppose if that was you and you suddenly felt yourself feeling unbelievably nauseous, you'd, I don't know, I'd think... Is there some noxious gas yeah. about? Do you know what I mean? But that's, that's it. We don't know how that kind of time travel kind of affect, affect you. would affect you physically. And it's interesting that people all are all having these similar feelings, and maybe that is how time travel yeah, actually affects you. and unease yeah. and feeling wrong, isn't it? That's Which how does, I feel when I travel. 
when you when I would get travel sick. Yeah. yeah. When I went but the, there's another thing of which really got my brain. Is time even linear? Oh my god. Okay. Or is that a, a <clears> concept <throat> that we as humans have put on? Things. Wow. I know, and there's so much written is about time this. time an abstract concept? I was like, I can't read about this anymore because it's making me go funny. But it is really interesting, isn't it? Uh, well, we only know what we know, don't yeah. we? We only know what we've been told and what and what works for society now, don't yeah. we? So. But imagine yeah. if that people that imagine if it was parallel universes or like different dimensions, whatever you want to call them. And then that explains the whole paranormal phenomena. It explains everything, doesn't it? We could stop because yeah. that's, that's that. But then imagine it? if we could actually start accessing those. Well, this is why I'm surprised that we haven't, or more to the point, that some of the future hasn't. Mm. Although, have they? But have they? Exactly. This but is it. Are if they, they have, then why didn't they sort of coronavirus fast? But maybe, that, maybe the virus needed to happen to for get some for, some, for some good thing. In the future, mm-hmm. and if it, and if they took that away, then the I'm good thing in the future. Very much How positive thought is that? Well, my, that's quite. I, mm, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Before we literally disappear ourselves into a time slip where we have to think about time, mm-hmm. which I know that is both of us are <laughs> so non-maths and non-science. It's a bit like me explaining to you how to ballet dance. It's a no. Um, I take your point though, and yes. It literally blows my mind, and even the peppermint tea is not going to sort that out. Um, I found a couple more um, uh, from abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you find that one in France in no- 1979 again? A lot of these seem to be in the 70s. Is this the Jane, Joan Foreman one that happened to her? No, that's the one in um, at the country house, isn't it? This is in France. <clears throat> I like it because it's just quite kind of, it sounds like a sitcom. Jeff Pauline, Len and Cynthia um, were on holiday together. Oh, Nice. And they were kind of touring France. And they stayed at a hotel near Montelimar. And they saw an oddly old-fashioned sign for a circus and then found an inn. They stayed there. There was no glass in the windows. There was just shutters. Nothing modern inside. But it was really hot. And so, you know, they thought it was one of those places where you don't need yeah. windows. And, and just had a bed. And that was it. But that was fun because it was so hot. Mm. Went to bed, got up in the morning, had a very simple breakfast, at which a woman in a silk evening gown came in carrying a dog, and there were policemen in uniforms that they later found out were from 1905. They went to pay and they were charged £2, or the equivalent, 19 francs, for the whole thing. And uh, obviously, wanting to save some cash on the way back, they tried to find it. There was no hotel. All the pictures they'd taken on their camera were gone. They wow. kept going back time and time again to look and couldn't find anything. I listened to a ghost story on a podcast the other day about very much this, which was about a family that found an amazing theme park. And it was incredible, but it was closed, but they were able to walk around it. And they thought, well, we'll get up in the morning, we'll go back. And they went back and there was nothing there. And they literally went every single year from then on to go and look for it. And they never found it again. Never found it again. That's giving me goosebumps. I know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and in Oklahoma in 1971, three men went to pick up a feeder and a cattle and at a cattle pasture, they drove around a large red barn to pick it up, saw a two-storey white house with no lights in front. They left the feeder as they realised it was too heavy to pull back, went back the next day, 
feeder there. Cow's completely gone. So it happens all over. Yeah, I did. I found a really interesting website called, well, it was SJH Strange Tales, and that has like quite a long list of ones. I couldn't, I'm not going to list them all now because we'll be here forever. But there was one which I found really interesting, which I want to look into a bit more, was The Man from Torred. Um, it's, again, it's quite a long story, so I'll just give an overview. So it's a European flight arrived in Tokyo in 1954. One of its passengers was a white male, fairly tall, but other, otherwise looking pretty ordinary and businesslike. I guess it sounds like he's just a bit taller than average. He presented his papers at passport control, and that's where the mystery begins, because his passport claimed he came from a, a country called Tored, a place no one had ever heard of. The man became very angry um, at the disbelief which greeted him, and the story kind of goes along on from there. But again, it's like this like mysterious traveller from somewhere. He's got a pass, like a proper passport yeah, that says he's from this country realize, yeah. that doesn't exist. It's really interesting and that's it that's that parallel universe like he might have like been like a traveler from another universe there are just so many of them i mean there are so they're, they're, it's an impossible one to solve isn't it we yeah. can't we can't solve it because you wonder if this is ghosts if this is um you know ufos ufos crypt, cryptos the whole lot it, it it does explain everything but on the other hand but that's Was. what Nessie could be. But all of them. Nessie, there could be like, like one dinosaur. of these like slips, like a slit in time under Loch Ness. So yeah. when she just comes in and out whenever she feels like it. Well, this pretty much does then solve everything that we need to yeah. do from now on. It's just isn't a time it? slip. It's just a time slip, isn't it? But then it doesn't necessarily, I guess, explain things like poltergeist or evil, like those mm. demonic kind of things. Yeah. Or yeah. does it? Or do, who knows? Unless hell is a time slip. Oh my god. This is really like quite a parallel deep universe. Know, it? it really is quite deep. I kind of and heaven is a parallel universe. All of it is a yeah. parallel universe. I wonder what we're doing. We in a are a parallel what universe. What are we doing in a parallel universe? This probably, won't we? You can imagine it, can't we? Yeah. We'd just slip through and there'd be us here, the same place, <laughs> doing the same thing, wouldn't it? Well, there we go. So, is time linear? Discuss. Let us know. Welcome to this series of Unfinished with me, Charles Thompson. Welcome to Weird Norfolk. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pinkin.com Norwich City Podcast. Of course, it is the Kings of Anglia podcast. From true crime to football, politics to folklore, for more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com forward slash channel forward slash Archant.